When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. It's new. Light. Welcome in, everybody, to another episode of 410 Sports Talk. I am James Haskell, along with my co-host, Glenn Martin. And we are here on a Friday night to get you prepped for Steelers Week, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I cannot wait. It is upon us. It's going to be a great weekend for Baltimore sports in general. Uh, as we all know, Glenn, talk to me. What's going on tomorrow, dude? Big game in Baltimore. 107, I think, is the official first pitch. The Orioles hosting the Texas Rangers in Baltimore. Game one tomorrow. I must say, Jimbo, that daggone Billy Joel is messing up what I got going on because, look, and I like Billy Joel, you know, I, I, he's a fine musician. That's fine. But because his concert is in town at night, it's forcing the Orioles to play at one o'clock. Guess uh, who has to work uh, and is going to miss the entire so game. What are you going to do? Are you going to DVR it and watch it when you get home and stay on social no media? There's no way. Dude, I'll you have it. to. There's no way I'll be able to get from work to home and not hear it from a past somebody passing by someone's gonna blow it so this is what i do have i do have a radio that i can listen to oh so you're going old school baby i'm going old school i need them to paint the picture for me jimbo i tell you what man that sucks though i feel does man you know i'm you know how i feel but you know i know you've been riding all year man and and all my life that's right you bought stocks low dude at the low they were literally the cheapest when i got it in the whole league (laughs) by far and look at them now, baby. Look at them now. That's uh, no, and, and I tell you what, it's gonna be fun on, on Sunday too, because we got the Ravens at one, got the Orioles at what four. Dude, you're gonna miss part of that game too. Look, look life's tough. You know, it, it is what it is, but I'm gonna try and make the best of it and not be too upset because it sucks. It does, you know. But uh now I want to assure the, the, the chat that Jimmy's hair is fine. It's been fine since this morning. You know, <laughs> you know, we're okay. We're doing good. Well, when it's shorter, it's a lot easier. That's right. It doesn't, you don't wake up and it's not absolutely a lion mane, insane. Dude. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But yeah, I, mean, I, it, I used to have the white Afro dude. Oh yeah. When I was a little kid. Woo. That's a good look. I think you should bring it back. I don't, my hair's not like curly enough anymore. You'd After to, that, yeah, you that first couple haircuts, done. it just kind of. Well, look, we're we're excited. It's a big t- it's a big weekend in Baltimore. Weekend. Huge game for the Maryland Terps taking on Ohio State, who I think is number four in the country right it's now. This is a it's a big game because look, they're five and zero. They wanted to prove that they they can handle and, and run with the big boys. Well, tomorrow's the first step. Got obviously the Orioles playing, and then look, it's still Steelers week here in Baltimore. The Ravens have an opportunity to really put the Steelers in a, in a bit of an early hole, and and the the Ravens excuse me, can start to separate themselves from the division this early on, which is crazy to even think. But if you look around uh, the division, they certainly have a chance to do it this weekend. So we're excited to get into it. Of course, we'll have our our, our guest, uh, Chris Carter, who covers the Steelers for a bunch of different outlets, including Locked On Steelers. So we're excited to get his take and kind of get a little insight because there's a lot going on in yeah. Pittsburgh. There's like a lot of drama. Wow. I mean... They found they found the offensive coordinator's burner account on Twitter, which he started using his work email. 
Dude, you want to talk about lack of like technology. Um, what am I looking for? Uh, like technological awareness, technology, uh, competence, mm -hmm. literacy. Yeah. There you go. Like technological literacy, dude, you're a dummy. Crazy, right? Like you're a dummy. Like you don't think people are going to figure that out. You don't and think everybody in the IT department knows all of your emails that come in and out. So when you get a verification email from Twitter, you don't think that they could access that if they want to. Yeah. They can. Crazy. It's like, you know what it makes me think of? You've seen uh, Creed, the first Creed, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. when Rocky's like, he takes a picture of the, the drills that Rocky gives him and, and, he's, and he like gives the paper back to him. He's like, wait, what if you break your phone? He's like, it's okay, it's in the cloud. And Rocky's like, looking up, yeah. What cloud? Yeah. It's like, dude, yeah. are you stupid? Gosh. Crazy, crazy. And all of, his, all of the tweets, of course, from this account are defending Matt Canada. The only... Twitter account that's defending Matt Canada at this point. And yeah, his, it's a full-on revolt. Yeah, it's bad news. Uh, yeah, so it's not looking good, um, but it does look lo like they're going to have some some luck in the health department, at least surrounding their quarterback, which I think is typically where we like to start off when we talk about um, who's playing, who's not. It, you got to start with health. So I'm going to see if I can pull it up here. I have the practice. I have the injury report for the Ravens. I'm trying to find one that consolidates both the Ravens and the Steelers. But I got to I got to ask you a question about the Ravens you, 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 you. because I'm not really sure. Am I stuttering a lot today? No. Why? Oh, okay. I thought you were imitating. No, my, I was saying yeah, 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 yeah. I'm kind of confused about what it means for some of these guys with their injury designation because you know that. The, John Harbaugh's not talking a lot when it comes to injuries. Right. He doesn't like to share much. He said he referred. He said, hey, "Look, I'm just referring to the injury report." So I'm going to share it here, so you you can kind of help me understand hmm. what's going on here. So, um, all right, you oh, see, yeah, I, I was a bit perplexed by this as well. Yeah, and it's Friday, right? So we're getting pretty close to game day. I, obviously, no surprise. Oway and Worley won't be playing. They didn't practice all week, so no surprise there. Yep, Moses surprisingly got in a limited practice midweek returned to DNP today. So I think despite the fact that I think he's got like 137 consecutive games played, I think that streak ends. Uh, but all these guys with questionable got in a whole lot of practice. Justice Hill, Keaton Mitchell practice in full OBJ says he expects to play Stanley practiced all, all week, except for Friday, which was labeled as a rest day, not an injury day. Uh, and then Marlon Humphrey also practiced in full. But then at the end here, Jimbo, this is where my question is. Rashad Bateman, Marcus Williams, mm -hmm. and Jalen Armour Davis have no game status. Yeah, so to me, maybe I'm looking at this positively, it means that they're off the list. That's how I want to believe it. That's the that way really, I understand it. That's incredible to me. Like, Marcus Williams isn't even on the list? Right. I mean, he took some antler spray, some deer antler spray. Dude, got some of that. Got some of that LeBron James juice. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I whatever so, LeBron dude. is injecting, Marcus Williams called him up. No, I'm kidding. I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to accuse anybody of anything. Certainly, a guy with as much integrity as a Utah Ute. So, um, yeah, he's just Wolverine, dude. It's just crazy <laughs> to me, man. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I guess it's really good news, especially Rashad Bateman, because yeah. That's surprising. Like, he's not even listed as, like, a probable or, like, nothing. Right. Right, right. And then, let's see. Where's OBJ on here? He's in the OBJ questionable. OBJ's ankle questionable. Yeah. I mean, not surprised, but I, I, I'm excited. I think he'll play. Yeah, he um, says he's expecting yeah. uh, to play. So, But, yeah, I think as far as injuries goes, it's a great week. Either way, we're getting re reinforcements. I, I think Ronnie goes. 
I think I think that the the let me see here. I'm just gonna pull this back up, Glenn. Sorry if you don't mind. Um. Oh. Okay. There you go, DK. That's fine. I think the two guys that are out. There we go. Nice. The two guys that we don't see. Obviously, like you said, Adafa and Moses. I think everybody else. Oh, and Warley. Uh, I think yeah. everybody else on the list goes. I'm a little worried about Stanley because we just don't know. I know with we his don't. practice because he's just. I'm. Um, I have to be a hundred percent. You can practice a lot at ninety percent, Jimbo. It's true. So, sure, but it, there. if Moses isn't going to play, we definitely need Stanley. So McCary can go over to the right side, unless they say, you know what, with a full week of practice, Falele can do a heck of a lot better than being thrusted into gameplay unexpectedly. Yeah. Who knows? And that would be okay with me, right? Like, because that means that he's better than an, than an, uh, than an average, than a stellar backup, right. Uh, in, in McCary. So, uh, but I, I'm going to, I think those three, but yeah, that's, I mean, it's true. Ronnie, I think it's the other one, but the rest of them, let's go. I mean, I think ultimately the most important thing is this week, we're getting reinforcements back. Look, we're going to have the dynamic duo of Marlon Humphrey and Brandon Stevens, Mr. Lockdown, strap them up. Brandon Stevens, dude. I sent you that that clip yes. or that uh, that stat. He's the only corner I think in the whole league, right, or something yep. like that, with uh, a certain number of of one on one snaps to not let up a, a touchdown yet. That's pretty. That's pretty crazy to think yeah, about. Yeah, man. Uh, but yeah, you know, I wouldn't. I'm not so sure that Marlon's going to be out there though. He's all serious. Really? No, only because yeah, he practiced in full, but he's still like. He's only gotten one week of practice. I mean, do you think maybe, I don't know, do you think they would maybe just put him on a snap count to start and still get him out there? Or do you think they don't value, like, unless he's 100% ready to take on the full snap count load, then it'd be better to have a guy out there who's healthier? Yeah, I don't know. I think ultimately it's just going to, or, you know, what it's going to come down to is just him and his feel for it, you know. But Marlon's going to want to play. That's the reason I always lean towards him playing. Gotcha. Okay. So if he wants to play, I think they let him run. Oh, I meant to hit remove and I hit add. Uh, so no, this, here's yeah. the Steelers. Uh, I saw when I saw DK's message. Oh, I can't wait. Play. We're playing against a, a a Kenny Pickett that is is uh, you know he's a full participant. I can't wait to see Kenny Pickett under center. Boy, I can't wait. Well, he's definitely gonna have a knee brace. At least he has in practice. Uh, I mean, he has in practice had a had a knee brace on, but. Surprising to see him out there, uh, despite the fact I think it was a bone bruise, which I guess is more of a taint, a pain tolerance thing. It's not something he can worsen by playing on, but still kind of surprised to see him out there. Wasn't playing good, particularly well before. Oh, that was my my mistake. Uh, no, it's, uh, wasn't playing particularly well before this injury, but uh, I still think he's the better player than Trubisky by a slight margin. Um, yeah. so I guess that's good for them. What do you think about well, Najee getting a limited practice in today? Yeah, I think the more Najee plays, the better it is. Um, for the Ravens or for the Steelers? For the Ravens, for sure. Uh, so bring it on, Najee. We want 100% of the snaps. Najee Harris on the field. Looks like he's running in mud. Um, but this is, I think, the most, the two most important people on this list, in my opinion, that we know are not going to play are, is, uh, is Fryermuth? I think it's a big deal. Big and then one. isn't Daniels the uh, the left tackle, or am I confusing him with uh, Okafor? Yeah, I think they got that uh, the guy from uh, Georgia. Uh, what's his name? Well, but, yeah, but he hasn't been the permanent starter, has he? I'm pretty sure he hasn't been the at, permanent. Yeah, we're we'll have to ask more about because they're going to switch him over to left tackle, and I think yeah. that whole thing is going to be a big deal for them to have a vet guy out. So to me, the the offensive line health and Fryermuth is. Muth is going to, those are the ones that I think are a huge deal here, at least for the Steelers, in my opinion. 
No, I think you're right. I think what I heard or read today that, you know, the Steelers haven't been necessarily good off up front anyway, and then they lost two starters mm. for this upcoming game. So, yeah, they're obviously struggling up front. But also I think a big name on this list is Alex Highsmith. I mean, he's a talented yep. Yep. pass rusher. He did get a limited session in on Friday, which, you know, leads you to believe he's he's likely to go. But he's still got the questionable tag. And if they don't have him, that's going to make the Ravens' job of blocking for Lamar Jackson a heck of a lot easier. Then they can pretty much just single out TJ Watt and try and bottle him up and let other guys beat him. You know what I mean? Yep. And speaking of which, this is completely unrelated, but coming off the list, I'm going to remove this because I want you to see you guys to see the gratification, the, the, the oh, here we go. joy in my face. Oh, don't look so happy. Dude, Cooper Cup is back, baby. Oh, that's right. Cooper fantasy. Cup is back, baby. Oh, I'm going to come out the basement. Let's go. I cannot wait. 17 points. Let's go. I'm I'm a bit nervous, actually, this game that I might be jumping the gun. But um, I can't have him do too well because I got uh, Nakua on my team. And, yeah, uh, you, yeah, you're you going to run into a problem with old Coop back, dude. Let's see. It's going to be interesting. Uh, Numer says, of ends. I don't not. Uh, I think this is. I'm not saying that right. Um, Glenn, you are not cool enough to be saying. I'm that, not dude. at all cool enough. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I have anyone in the area or at ears reach that can step in and be cool enough to read this. <laughs> Where's Cam when you need him, dude? Uh, I know, man. Uh, great weekend to be in Baltimore. What up, Glenn? What's going on, Numero? Appreciate you coming out. Always like to see you in the chat. Numero yeah, is the a- only person that conscientiously spells your name with one N. Yep. And you're okay with it, I think, at this point. I'm good with it because I know that's 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 just the it's, it's it's his love language, dude. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> all it is. Just his that's love a, language. That's far, far too true. Ravens O's Nation says, let Kenny play. We owe him a yes. beat down for last year. He, he certainly he broke some hearts last year and uh wouldn't be mad to see him get some get back here. Uh oh, shout to Cole Jackson in the chat says Nate Herbig is the right guard and he stinks. Yes. Um, so shout out to Cole Jackson, who, by the way, went after somebody else today, uh, on Twitter. Twitter. You guys, the biggest thing is that Cole tweeted that he's getting a mic stepping the game up. Yeah, buddy. Can't wait on Tuesday. Cole. I think he already had it. Didn't he? I don't know. I just saw a tweet about it. Oh, he hadn't had uh, it yet. I'm I'm excited. So uh, I don't want to miss a word, man. And then last one here from Sean, before we bring in our guest. uh, sorry, DK warms my heart. To know James and I feel the same about Najee. I, I don't think you guys are alone, neither. I think more and more people in the city of Pittsburgh are starting to feel the same way about Najee as James did a long time ago. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Who? Oh, yeah. Cole Jackson called out some fan uh, who said something about Kenny Pickett's going to have his best game of the year. And then he pulled the receipts. Cole said, is this you? And it was an old tweet that said Mason Rudolph will have a better, be a better quarterback than Lamar Jackson. Oh, geez. He kept the receipts, bruh. Oh, geez. Well, that's bad. Yeah, that is. Bad. I've that's had some bad. bad takes. That's about oh. as bad of a take. I'm glad people don't uh, keep all my receipts. <laughs> I'm glad Cole hasn't checked our Cole. Please do not scour our Twitter four years ago. Travis, it's because I thought you did it accidentally. Numer does it purposefully. It's different. Yeah, yeah, all yeah. Right, it's but... totally different. It's so, yeah. yeah, it's it's out of love. That's the thing. Exactly. But without any further ado. Yeah, I'm excited. We are excited to bring in our guest this week. He is the man of many hats, the the one, the only, Chris Carter, of course, is a writer at at Pittsburgh PG. He he is on Locked On Steelers. 
Of course, he's the co-host. He's always on TV, if I'm not mistaken. This guy is yeah, everywhere when it comes to Pittsburgh. Chris Carter, the the Chris Carter that is on TV way more than the the Hall of Fame Chris Carter <laughs> these days. How's yeah, the it going, other man? Chris Welcome Carter, to the show. <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. Great to be back. It's been a minute. I know. It looks like you upgraded the light game. Oh, yeah. Just and a little the bit, mic, just a little dude. Bit. Look at the mic. Oh, okay. sir. Sir, yeah, we 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 made a little yeah. move. We're in a new house in Pittsburgh, okay. so that gave me a chance to expand my desk. So you know, we in a little bit of better of a setup right now. Yeah, like let me it. tell you, I, let me tell you what my office right now is my mother in law's bedroom. So I'm totally <laughs> jealous of this because I have like a two by four footprint is about all I have right now. So that's awesome, man. Glad to hear. It. How you been? Man, I've been good, man. It's it's uh, wild times in Pittsburgh at all times, man. The crazy <laughs> things happen on the football front all over the place. But, uh, you know, it's it's blessed to be able to cover sports, man. Just like, you know, to be able to go to – at the end of the day, you know, people are like, oh, man, it must be rough talking about the Steelers when they lose. And I'm like, not really because it's still football. I still get That's paid right. to go watch a sport, go talk about it afterwards, and go to sleep. So mm-hmm. I'm living the dream, gentlemen. I love it. I, I we we certainly agree. Now, I got to get it right into the drama with, it, with you here, Let's Christopher, because – Look, Matt Canada's gotten a lot of criticism nationwide as well as in Pittsburgh. And, you know, some of the stuff that's pointed out about the predictability of, of his play calling and, and, you know, how he runs his offense. And then he, they come out and they, they may have found a burner account here, Mr. Christopher Carter. So what the heck is going on with Matt Canada? Is it as bad as it seems nationally? So first, let me address the the, the burner account thing. I actually mm-hmm. did a, a TikTok and an Instagram reel about that whole burner account. That's fake. Like that's ah. not Matt. Can- that's a Steelers fan trying to set Matt Canada up. Uh, the way I was able to show this is people showed like the oh that's that's the Steelers work email account. Yeah. No, it wasn't because the Steelers work email accounts all start with their last names, not M A, and there's not even a full first name in them, and it's, it's not Steelers.com at the end. So I was like, that's somebody fan- spoofing. Somebody that- spoofing over there. Exactly. And you can't when you request a password from Twitter or X or whatever it's called now, Hmm. it doesn't give you any highlighted email that's like blocked out. You have to give them your own email. So like whoever did that was working overtime. And when they brought up the Boswell thing, which is from a video when they beat the Buccaneers last year, there was at one point Canada walked into the locker room and Boswell comes in like a few seconds later. And it looks like he says it ain't because of you. I guarantee you that they're like, oh, he's saying Matt Canada didn't get the win. I was standing right there when it happened. I was pretty sure Matt Canada was like in the locker room and didn't hear what Boswell said. So like there's a, there was a lot of hoopla over nothing. So do not buy into the burner account nonsense. Now do buy into Matt Canada has not been doing a good job. And I'll say, I'll I'll say that I've been saying this on the locked on Steelers podcast and the North shore drive podcast for the Pittsburgh post Gazette. I've been saying this everywhere. I don't think Matt Canada's designs are as bad as they're made out to be. I think the problem is the Steelers aren't executing basic concepts. Like, for example, everyone was so mad at the Steelers for not running on fourth and one upon the play. Kenny Pickett got hurt. But if you use the all 22, you can see within two seconds, Calvin Austin was open over the middle. Connor Hayward was open over the middle. Najee Harris was open in the flat. And the offensive line blocked open a path for Kenny Pickett to just run up the middle and get two yards and get the first down and keep the drive alive. And what did he do? Ran outside of Broderick Jones, got himself sacked, and got himself hurt. Fortunately, he's back enough to play the game. Matt Canada, I think his biggest flaw, and I've said this since beginning of last year, I've always thought his biggest flaw as the as the Steelers OC is I'm not so sure that he's good at getting his message across to his players. I think his designs are 
they're not like amazing. They're not great, but they're fine. Like they like the stuff that I see, like against the Niners, everyone was like, oh man, they were so terrible against the Niners. There were open receivers all over the place. And that's where I think the Steelers are in a lot of trouble right now is that Kenny Pickett has not been seeing the field this year. Whereas he was seeing the field in the preseason. He was seeing the field at the end of last season. All of that seems to have dissipated in these first four games uh, outside of some really good moments against the Browns and the Raiders. But it's uh, I think that's the biggest problem with the Steelers offense. Matt Canada, I, I will say, like, you know, I don't think there's any reason to keep him after this year. The Steelers just mm-hmm. don't need to fire him midseason because you're not going to just invent a whole new playbook in the middle of the year. But I do think that th- that there's a little bit extra onus. And if also if you've been in Pittsburgh, they do this to everybody. Randy Feekner was the guy before him. It was all his fault. Never been Roethlisberger's fault that the offense was was the scoring points. Even though Randy Feekner was picked by hand picked by Ben Roethlisberger to be the OC because basically that was just going to be Ben's offense. The mm-hmm. guy before him, Todd Haley. Everyone hated Todd Haley until all of a sudden Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell popped up, and they were like, "Oh no, this is a great offense." Until they wanted him fired because they lost in the playoffs one year. The guy before him, Bruce Arians. People wanted Bruce Arians out of town. If you're the OC in Pittsburgh, just know you're going to be hated no matter how well your offense does. Mm-hmm. Well, and isn't that kind of um like you said not getting rid of guys in the beginning there it's kind of status quo just like you were mentioning right with arians didn't the front office step in and didn't didn't tomlin want to keep him at the end of that and then the, the front office kind of stepped in and said hey we're going to move on type situation very, very good memory james tomlin yeah. didn't want to keep arians because arians was part of the crew he was he understood right. he had a great relationship with ben roethlisberger but the front office and particularly i think the Roonies, they wanted to bring in todd haley because he was going to help Ben get the ball out quicker. At the time, Ben was getting sacked at like the highest rate ever by a quarterback mm-hmm. because he just kept holding on to the ball. Todd Haley, in my opinion, I've said this for years, he extended Ben Ben Roethlisberger's career by at least five years because right. once, once he kind of got a hold of the offense, the ball was getting out faster. It made Ben one of the least sacked quarterbacks for a few years in the NFL. And to me, that prolonged his career. If Todd Haley doesn't do that, uh, I, I think Ben Roethlisberger would have been in a much worse situation by by the mid 2010s. Yeah, no, that's uh, and and I, it would be pretty unprecedented, right, for the Steelers to let it go a guy in the middle of the season, certainly when he's still under contract and things like that. They they haven't let go of a guy since I believe he was like a positions coach in like 2012, and that was right. not because of performance; that was because of something else. So, uh, yeah, it's they they almost never do it unless it's like mm. for cause, right? So Steelers fans should be, you know accepting and ready to ready for the ups and downs of one uh mr canada and uh and look forward to right i mean certainly here in baltimore we're okay with the fact that they're not at their absolute best and people are aren't super excited about the ocs but i I, what i want to ask you about is i want to talk about the health of the o-line i just mentioned i i don't know if you were um in the background when i was talking about this but uh i think one of the most interesting aspects of this game is going to be the health of the o-line and how it could potentially change the way the offense plays this week. What's going on with the the offensive line from a health standpoint? Well, for one, they're going to be missing James Daniels and Dan Moore Jr., but I honestly think that's kind of, that might be a blessing in disguise for the Steelers. Not that Dan Moore Jr. is so terrible, but Broderick Jones is the guy they traded up for in the first mm-hmm. round. They were kind of letting him ease into the process. I talked to former Steelers uh, Super Bowl champion offensive tackle Max Starks. He's like, listen, a lot of Steelers fans wanted him to start day one. He was like, guys, you don't you don't make a gourmet meal in the microwave. You make it in the oven. So he's been he's been vouching, hey, let Broderick Jones just take in the NFL slowly. But now an injury is going to thrust him to the starting lineup. Mm-hmm. He wasn't outstanding last week against the Texans, but he was actually kind of decent, especially when they got running the ball. That's where, where Broderick Jones is going to be the best at. When he when they want to run the ball his way, he is big, physical. He is, he is athletic. He is going to be tough to stop in those spots, and that's where he's going to be an asset. Now, 
<clears throat> James Daniels, that's another story. Nate Herbig, who is the right guard that, that's replacing him, did not have a good first outing uh, with, the, with the Steelers last week against the Texans. I had him as one of the worst greatest guys on the offensive line for that game. That could be a problem if he's out there, if he doesn't get it together. But also I think the one thing is the Steelers, they are kind of, you know, coalescing as an offensive line. You know, this year they've dealt with some injuries. Last year they did on they, they were the luckiest offensive line in the country. Every single starter started at all 17 games last year. So that rarely happens. I think it's just it's starting to come back around just the injury luck of how things work in the NFL. But I think Broderick Jones will be fine in this game. I think the biggest thing, can he protect Kenny Pickett's blind side? I think the Steelers are going to try and help him as much as they can. They've got Darnell Washington in at tight end. He's a really good blocking tight end and a former teammate of his at Georgia. I think they'll have a good rhythm. Jalen Warren, Najee Harris, both good pass protectors. I think they'll help that. The biggest key for me is going to be, can this group come together? Najee Harris challenged this offense on Wednesday after practice, and I was there for that. He was he was talking about how we came out, we've been soft, we have to turn that around. You cannot be soft in Ravens week, and that's where I think the Steelers' biggest tone tonal shift has to be in this game. It's not about Matt Canada and play calls. It's a little bit about Kenny Pickett and making smarter decisions, but it's a lot of bit about on both sides of the ball being more physical at the point of attack, being the type of team that Mike Tomlin was talking about them being all through the offseason. Mm. Well, who's challenging Najee Harris? Uh, I, I want. I'm going to dispel these the, this, this myth. Jalen Warren is not challenging Najee. I know there's some Steelers fans. They're like, oh, come on. It can be Jalen. Listen, Jalen Warren, a lot of his runs happen because no one's looking for Jalen Warren. And I like Jalen Warren. Like he's a very, he's a, he's awesome story. Undrafted guy came up. I talked to the Steelers running back coach. They said, Chris, we thought he was the sixth best running back in his class. And when he was undrafted, we said, we're definitely getting that guy, but he's not taking Najee Harris's spot and if you look at some of the runs that Jalen Warren has been able to get oftentimes it's because defenses aren't looking for him or he runs like he'll run into an into a set where the the run de the run defense wasn't looking for him or they weren't overcrowding it oftentimes Najee Harris is getting the ball everyone is going to the line you, you they do not want to let him get started because they know if they let him get started it's going to be it's going to be bad for them as the Texans started to find out in the second half last week Najee Harris was even getting hit in the backfield and still getting 15 plus yards and in fact, Najee Harris has the most 15-plus yard runs in the NFL right now. He also averages almost a full yard per carry more than Jalen Warren. So I think I think Steelers Steelers fans, there's some out there that they they hold a grudge against Najee Harris because they don't believe in drafting running backs in the first round and all that. I, I think he's uh, – I think Najee Harris – someone point, pointed this out. Najee Harris doesn't have great numbers, but his numbers are very much lock and step with Marshawn Lynch's numbers when he was with the Bills, mm -hmm. and it's a similar situation. Forming offensive line, not a real passing game in his, in his first few years in the NFL. I think that as things progress for the Steelers, if they can get better on the offensive line, if Kenny Pickett can just be a little bit more, a little bit more efficient with the ball, that's going to open up the doors for Najee Harris to succeed. Hmm. Now, Chris, I want to ask you a question a bit, a bit about off the field. We we, sure. we talk a lot about the Steelers Raven Ravens rivalry. We and of course being older. You know, we're not old, but older guys, we all remember the glory days of Ravens Steelers. Now, I think that play a postseason matchup certainly help make the rivalry more intense. And we haven't had those as of late. But mm -hmm. what's the city of Pittsburgh feel about this rivalry? Is it still Baltimore being the most, you know, hated rival, or is is maybe one of the other North teams starting to take take a little bit of that? You know, I think it's it's not even about 
the the playoffs I, I think it's that these teams kind of respect each other now like back in like the late 2000s there was like a I hate you I hate you. like you're not as good as you are do you think you're not as good as you think I think both the Steelers and the Ravens kind of look at each other like yeah you you you're, you're that franchise you're the you're you're the dog where we see each other's top dogs we want to beat each other every year we're not like friends or nothing but I think there's more of a mutual respect between these organizations mm-hmm. and I think that's kind of been the shift from teams like the Bengals and the Browns who are trying to prove that they are these organizations and they haven't won one yet. But both the Ravens and the Steelers have won two since the turn of the millennia. I think that, that that's a, there's a mutual respect there. And again, it's not like they're best friends. They're still going to want to beat each other. They're still going to talk smack. They're still going to be back and forth. They're definitely still rivals. But I think that as time has settled, a lot of those bigger personalities, Ray Lewis, Joey Porter, even though Joey Porter Jr. is on the roster right now, but a lot of those bigger personalities, they've kind of not been part of it for a while. So it's been a bit different uh, as far as the stakes. But, I mean, like, you you, you hear guys still hyping it up. There's still, you know, Najee Harris was talking about his Ravens week. This, this is as real as it gets. Um, you, know, you know, he snatched the Ravens fans' flag last year after he scored the game-winning touchdown. You hear Patrick Queen and Roquan Smith talking this, mm-hmm. this week about the Steelers. These guys still care about it. I just think that there's – there's not the huge personalities that we saw for years about this rivalry, nor like the crazy hits. I mean, one, the, the, this all rivalry was all based on physicality. Holody not a break in Ben Roethlisberger's nose through his face mask. Uh, Ray Lewis hitting hard. James Harrison hitting hard. Heinz Ward hitting hard. All those things. Those are less part of the game. And so I think that's less part of the animus in this rivalry. Yeah, no, you talked about uh, Joey Porter Jr. I want to, or Joey Porter. I want to talk about Joey Porter Jr. and what's sure. going on in the quarter cornerback, uh, you know, position for the Steelers. You know, Patrick Peterson comes over. He's a vet. You got Joey Porter over there. Patrick Peterson calls Zay Flowers a munchkin. Uh, so uh, I'm looking forward to to learn a little bit about this cornerback room. How have you assessed them so far when it comes to that room in general, specifically those two guys, being that they are first year Steelers. Yeah, um, so Levi Wallace is still there. He's kind of the veteran holdover that they kind of have there. And he he started off real rough this season. I think he rebounded. Like his first two games were two of his worst games ever as a Steeler. The last two games, I think he's held in there a little bit better. Patrick Peterson, he's been so hot and cold. I mean, like there's times where he's like in the Raiders game, he was solid in doing what he had to do in the moment. He had a big interception. Um, he's had some good breakups here and there. But uh, against the Texans, Nico Collins just took his lunch. And I think that there's Patrick Peterson. It's like there's that still that respect for him, and the Steelers want to play their veterans because they're going to know the system. They're trying to get the communication down. Joy Porter Jr. is just waiting for his chance. He's been getting you know little chances here, little chances there, more and more spots. He's been targeted, I think, like six times and only allowed one catch so far this season. It is it is my my opinion. I think Mike Tomlin and the Steelers coaching staff. I think they are. I think they're they're playing this card a little bit too long and waiting to give Joey Porter Jr. starting time on the outside. Let him work on the outside. He's fast. He's physical. He's aggressive. He's going to be able to play that role, and that way you can move Patrick Peterson around in different roles if you want. But I think Patrick Peterson, at this stage of his career, he's more of the wily veteran than the than the the super athlete cornerback that he used to be. And I think that's where the Steelers need to see imp- improvement in their secondary is their cornerbacks haven't been there. I also think the Steelers are kind of making a mistake right now, scheme wise with how they're using Minka Fitzpatrick, Minka Fitzpatrick, as you guys know, normally he's that middle free safety. He either's deep in the middle or he's playing the robber in the middle and he's tricking you on where those spots are. Now the Steelers are putting him at outside corner, slot corner, uh, extra, extra linebacker, and as well as the, both the safety positions. And I think doing all that has kind of taken, he's still good. Like he's still, you know, in, in there and making a difference, but, 
in doing that, you've taken away his best attribute, and that's him taking away the middle part of the field and scaring people from throwing there. And I think that's another mistake the Steelers have had. So this secondary right now, they have this thing. This defense, their whole thing is they're they've been turnover crazed. If they're getting turnovers, if they're getting to the quarterback, or if they're preying on quarterback's mistakes, they're playing well. But if you're running right at them, they haven't been strong yet. Granted, they're losing, they're missing Cam Hayward. That's a big deal, but they got to overcome that. They've they've they added defensive line depth to address that. I think that they need to see better better performances there from one their run defense, and then especially if they do that, that's what that allows their pass rush to get in order. But if the Ravens can run the ball, keep this keep their their second and third downs to like second and four, third and two, those type of situations, they'll be able to take the Steelers defense's lunch on on Sunday. Mm. Yeah, it's uh, crazy to think about a, a Steelers defense. When I saw the numbers, what they've given up to number one receivers uh, throughout mm-hmm. this season is just mm-hmm. crazy to think about. But um, so, you know, I'll be hoping that Zay has similar numbers to those other guys, uh, which I think it's pretty clear he's the number one here in Baltimore, e- even with OBJ expected to play. Yeah, it's pretty pretty clear. And to, cre- to credit Jimbo here, he called it day one. Kadri Ismail said he was crazy. And Jimmy said, uh-uh, on our show, in the, Rocket, a live event. the Rocket said he was crazy. He laughed me off the set, Chris. Laughed me off the set. Listen, I now. covered Zay, Zay Flowers when he was in the ACC at Boston College. Whenever Pitt had to go up against him, I'm like, that dude's about to have a good day. Like, I just, just, just <laughs> seeing him, I know how bad he is. And, like, I feel like Patrick Peterson is trying to, like, do, like, the veteran thing where he's, like, he called on Munchkin, but he also praised him. He's like, that dude is yeah. that dude is fast and explosive. And I feel like he's trying to, like, you know, egg him on, but also let him know, like, there's a respect level there, but he's, he's still a rookie and all that. But the, the Steelers very much know Zay Flowers is going to be – they, they he's going to be on his thing. They finally found one, Chris. Yeah, right, right. It has been Come a minute. <laughs> it has been a minute. And I think that's the coolest thing about this Ravens offense is that finally Lamar Jackson got some weapons, right? Finally. Like, 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 whoever that was that you guys were calling out for saying that Mason Rudolph was a better quarterback in the draft than Lamar Jackson. I was one of those people that was telling everybody Lamar Jackson's that dude. Like, yeah. like, like I, I, I remember writing an article that, like, Lamar Jackson needs to be the first-round pick quarterback that the Steelers look at. And everyone's like, oh, Mason Rudolph would be that guy. And they got him in the third round that year. But, like, I was like, y'all are stupid if you think that Mason Rudolph is anywhere near the level of Lamar Jackson. And I think that now you're starting to see Lamar would get used to Zay Flowers. Mark Andrews is still there if ODB can come back. I think Lamar is going to be uh, be back in that conversation with the top quarterbacks in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I like how you called him ODB. That's old dirty bastard, Chris. I, I, you're showing your age here, Chris. You're right. You're right. What am I? What am I? What am I doing? What am I doing? I'm a, a hip hop fan. What you talking about? You're showing it, man. Um, all right. Well, we got to know your prediction for this Sunday. I, it looks like Kenny Pickett's going to be out there. You'd know better than than us. What do you think happens uh, now? Really quickly, this- Chris. Chris, before you give uh, your prediction, you uh, if you remember, you are the guy that in 2019 you, you you called the Steelers to beat the Ravens when you guys had a backup quarterback, I think. Yeah, ben, was it Rudolph? Yeah. Was it no, Rudolph? No, it was it was Devlin Hodges cuz oh, yeah. So, my question to you, just like Glenn said, I just want to ask what what's your prediction of this game? Cuz I'll never forget that cuz we were look, Chris, shout out to you. That was back when we were a pod. We weren't even on video yet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I remember when you made that prediction, we're just listening to you literally in a Zoom. And Glenn and I looked over at each other cuz this is how ghetto our setup was. We shared a microphone shared a mic so we were we were like this right on you know on and i looked at him and i was like 
This guy just picked the Steelers to beat the Ravens in 2019 with a backup quarterback. So my question is, just like Glenn said, what do you think happens this game? <laughs> Jeez, my my word, fellas. I mean, Devin hey, I didn't say was, any of that, Chris. I didn't whoa, say any of that. That was oh, all Jimmy. Geez. Look, Devin Hodges beat a lot of teams that year. That was a crazy year for the Steelers. I thought that they might have one more in them. In fact, he almost beat them when Juju Smith-Schuster fumbled. He did. He did. He I was did. biting my nails that, that whole time. Thank goodness for Marlon. I was like, gosh right. dang it, Chris right. is going to be right. <laughs> but my, my, whole thi- my whole thing about uh, about this year, I think the Ravens have a lot of good things going for them right now. Their pass defense is allowing the fewest yards per uh, yards per pass, uh, passing attempt right now. Their run defense is allowing the seventh fewest allowed uh, rushing yards per attempt right Right now and those are two really good things they have going for them i do think they face some favorable opponents i think they faced the texans in their first game rather than their fourth game and cj stroud wasn't coming along the colts with gardner Minshew, the, the browns without deshaun watson uh, and who was their other opponent i'm losing right now um uh, the Bengals, the Bengals, the and they've been they've Isn't not been the- so enjoyable to watch <laughs> I'm not going to take joy in anyone's pain, especially with Joe Burrow being injured. That's not very nice, guys. Hey, he was um, healthy when we played him. He got hurt on the last play of our game. He was healthy when we played him. That, that's a, but, and I get it. You're in a different situation than us, man. But, I, listen, but my, my whole thing is I do wonder how much of that that defensive those defensive numbers are because of the, the opponents they've played. But yeah. even still, I, got, I always have respect for the Ravens organization, what they're able to do. I think that the Steelers, they're going to come into this game. They have, like, like Tom pushed the extra padded practice. Um, I think they are, they're going to be coming in. Their whole thing is they're going to be physical. I think that the tone, I think one thing that happened with the Steelers Leading into this season, in the preseason, the Steelers were throwing the ball all over the place. Kenny Pickett couldn't miss. They they scored five touchdowns and five drives. All of a sudden, everyone was like, wait a minute. Maybe this doesn't have to be a ground and pound team. Maybe this can be an aired out team. And I think in the first four games, they tried that and they realized that's not who we are. We, 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 we hit some crazy things. We need to get back to being Steeler football. I think this is the game. You see the Steelers go for Steelers football. It's physical. It's AFC North. This is going to have that old school back and forth feeling. But I feel like in the fourth quarter, what's going to happen is the Ravens, they're going to make just enough plays. Justin Tucker's going to make a long field goal. It's going to give the Ravens a six-point lead. It's going to come down to Kenny Pickett. Can he pull off another touchdown drive? I think the Ravens defense has an answer. I say the Ravens win 23-17 in Pittsburgh, and and Steelers go into the bye two and three. Now, I do think this sets up the Steelers – if they the biggest thing for the Steelers to me to me in this game, they're in a much better position than they were last year, where they where they started out like one and five and then two and six heading into the bye back then. If the Steelers find that identity in this game, if they at least they don't have to win, if they can just run the football well and be better at stopping the run and get those physical components there, they'll be set up to have a better rest of rest of their season. But they have to find that identity of this game. If they don't, the Ravens will run away with this one and then it'll be even worse. Mm. Well, uh, I, I tell you what, every year I tell, I tell Glenn is that I get nervous about the second half of the year because the Steelers and the Browns seem to do opposite things. Where, <laughs> they do. You know what I mean? And so the sooner, for our sake, like if we want to take the North, the sooner we can get the Steelers out of contention because if they hang on, mm-hmm. gosh dang it, they want to. No, Mike Tomlin. To- Dude, they're just every, they just come out of nowhere every year it's to the last moment so i want them to be out early as much as possible as they can be uh so i agree with you i think it's going to be a competitive physical competition chris we're so grateful for you coming on man it's yeah. always awesome thank you so much let all the folks know where they can find the stuff you're working on uh i know they definitely check it out 
Absolutely. You can find me at the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. That's post-gazette.com. All my things, I cover pit athletics there. I also do, do some Steelers work on the North Shore Drive podcast for them. I also use the Locked On Steelers podcast. You can get it on YouTube, your favorite podcasting app. That's Monday through Friday. I also work for our local NBC station, Channel 11, WPXI, where I break things down. In fact, about... Uh, about 45 minutes from now, I'm driving out to it. We're doing our high school football highlights show for all the skylights uh, here in Pittsburgh. So all those different things, check me out uh, at Carter Critiques on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok if you want to see my other stuff. Awesome. Thank nice. you so much, man. Once again, enjoy the evening. Enjoy the weekend. We yep. certainly will here in Baltimore with Orioles baseball and, and Ravens football. Absolutely. Uh, looking forward to it, man. Thank you once again. Uh, have a great one. Thanks, you guys. Thanks, Chris. Nice. Nice. Chris awesome. Cool. I hope he enjoys the game, I tell you what, if you have to find your physicality as a football team, I wouldn't want to take on this Ravens front seven. No. I wouldn't want to do it that way. No thanks. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, yeah no. Good luck to them, but I think that this front seven is gearing up. Every week they're getting better. And I, I tell you what, I'm excited that, that if the media still believes in Najee Harris, you keep on believing. Don't stop believe it because look that's fine with me like go down with the ship yeah man. Hey, next time next time go all in on the singing don't hold back like you did dude i want to hear it dude i want to hear you, dude, melt let me it tell you out. i love some journey too dude hey i'll sing some dude one of the first times he's in me you play yeah. some journey dude Shoot. one of the first times ty and i hung out she had a jer- uh, journey shirt on yeah yeah i fell in love <laughs> i was like that's it <laughs> that's, that's it. it dude it's over it's it all. was awesome, dude. I'll never forget that. She still has the shirt. And, uh, yeah, it was a good time. Nice. Good, yeah, good, good. Laura says, uh, I think the Ravens should win this game with no issues. And if we do, I don't think we will make – hold on. And if we do, I don't think we will make a Super Bowl run. Just my th- – hold on. What? Yeah. Can you read that again? Am I misreading that? I think the Ravens should win this game with no issues. And if we do, I don't think we will make a Super Bowl run. Just my thought. Wait, I think she meant. I do think we will make a Super Bowl run. Laura. Oh, yeah. Opposite. Sorry. So she says, yeah. All right. So we got you. We got you, Laura. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I hope you're right. I mean, look, I think Chris said it nice. Like he said it correctly. The Ravens have a lot of good things going for him right now. I think it's a bit more than that. I think that's. uh a very um, warm say warm thing to say about the Ravens. Right. But like, I think we have more than a lot of good things going for us. I think we got a hell of a good football team mm-hmm. from top to bottom. Yeah. We ain't perfect, but we got, I think we got excellent coaches, excellent coordinators. I think the Ravens are just a high quality football team right now. And the NFL is starting to realize you can blame it on the back of quarterbacks. We played against whatever. That's fine. That's Joey fine. B you say, I mean, look before the season started, everybody and their mom, was on Joey B, right? Mm-hmm. With his fake swag. Yeah, with his, with his, yeah, right, exactly. So look, man, he can go out there, get the big check, get the teeth white, and get the hair done up. You gotta go out there and play football, Joey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's yeah. looking not so hot, but Jimbo, we got a lot to get into. We got to start covering yeah. our oh, yeah, preview of this, uh, of this, uh, this game here. SMKG says, if Marlon comes back, who's starting next to him? Man, I, I mean, look. It's hard for me not to say Jimmy's boy, but I love what I've seen from Roby at the same time. So I'd be fine with either, either of those guys. I I think Marlon might be doing some work inside. So it's possible we see both of them on the outside and Marlon kicked inside 
It really just kind of depends on the down, the distance situation. I think we're going to see all those guys playing a lot of snaps. So uh, as far as who starts, I don't think that matters much. Look at the high leverage situations. Look who's in there in big-time third downs, uh, and that'll kind of tell you who they they think is is best and where they're best in what role. Yeah, I wouldn't um, be mad. Just like you said, Glenn, I think that's a solid three. Wherever wherever mm-hmm. the best guys got to play, they got to play. I know Marlon doesn't have an issue with that. At least I don't think so. He just wants to get out there and play. No, he, you can literally put him at D-tackle, and he'd be right. like, all right, coach, let me hold on. Hold on. Let me get myself ready. Yeah, let me get the big uh, pads on. You know, I think he would sign up for it. Uh, but let's start getting into it yeah. here. Let's talk Steelers defense versus Ravens offense. Um, of course, you know, this the Steelers defense right now is not the defense you're used to seeing. They, they're right now ranked 23rd in the league, giving up 25 points per game. They're 30th in the National Football League, giving up 403 yards per game. 400-plus yards for a Steelers defense. I don't care how many games in the season. is absolutely insane. Dick Buckus uh, just out there turning his grave. Dude, yeah, any man. defense playing that poorly. Rip Dick Buckus. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then, let's see, third down conversions. They're middle of the pack. They sit at 15th. Uh, they give up a 38% conversion rate on third down. Uh, I mean, look, they're they're not the Pittsburgh defense you're you're you know used to seeing. They don't do well on third. They're not the sack defense that you're used to seeing. They let's see, they're 13th in sack percentage. So it's it's kind of interesting to see the, the team playing the way it is. It looks like they're trying to bring Minka into that Kyle Hamilton role, and I don't think that's the best role for old Minka Fitzpatrick. But they still got some guys to worry about, Jimbo. Like they still got T.J. Watt, who's an absolute freak of nature. If Mink or if Alex Highsmith plays, he's he's a bona fide pass rusher, double digit sack guy. Mm-hmm. Got to watch out for him. I'm I'm perplexed by Joey Porter Jr. Like it's like he you know Chris says that they're holding him back, but aren't coaches holding guys back usually because they don't think they're ready? Like they're not holding him back because they think he's going to go out there and play like an all pro tomorrow, right? Like or that yeah. if that was the case, he'd be starting he'd be out there. Yeah, yeah. I I think. Look, if you guys remember uh, Hans pick we had on the show, very he Craig, of course, and he was on doing the live draft show. Very low on Joey Porter Jr. Did not want him. Thinks he is overly physical and overly reliant on that part of his game, and he doesn't have the wheels, the hip flex, you know, the, the ability to the looseness in his hips to keep up with receivers in the NFL. So uh, that could be it. There could be a lot of protecting going on there. And okay, let's keep teaching him. Let's keep teaching him because they don't want him to go out there and just bomb, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see how that goes from a matchup standpoint. But like you said, it's a Steelers defense. I mean, 403 is putrid. There's no other way to put Crazy. it. Um, but they're going to have some extra juice this game, and they got names. I know they're hurting from not having their big boy in the middle, Hayward, of course, uh, amongst other guys. And then just like you mentioned in the injury report, what, Highsmith? It's Highsmith, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah I was Highsmith, Hightower. Anyway, Highsmith is another guy. Um, that that they're certainly going to miss, but uh, yeah, it's it's a uh, it, it's going to be interesting to see what the Ravens do. Now let's talk about the Ravens' offense, who uh, I think it has been doing really well. Of course, Lamar's come off a four touchdown game. Lamar or Mark Andrews seems to have a bit of a, a resurgence. And the big thing is that it looks like we're going to get OBJ and Bateman back this week. If we understand correctly, things could possibly Stanley? still change. Maybe Stanley as well. Now, of course, Morgan Moses is most likely going to miss. Stanley is, I would say, a coin toss. Uh, but, and look, you said it, Glenn, they still got some, some boys up front that can get to the quarterback. Mm-hmm. So that ultimately will have an impact on this game as well. Uh, but 
as far as my offensive key to the game, Glenn, I'll tell you what it is, and I've said it before in the past, and and I don't mind repeating it, but it's really run at the pass rushers, right? Get get uh get one TJ Watt with his hands on his hips, breathing deep. But the the reason why it's going to mean so much in this game, you talked about the four hundred three, because I have no confidence and their secondary's ability to, to hang with our receivers right now, or Mark Ange. I, I feel that they feel very poorly about these matchups. So if early you get some doses of Gus, you hit them in the mouth a couple times, you get them back on their heels, right? And then you get a little play-action game in there, look out. I think my key to the game was going to be to push the ball down the field, like take more vertical shots, and that's part of this. But this rushing at or rushing the football at the pass rushers, I think, needs to happen first for the second part to come along. Uh, and so I think that's going to be even more important this game to be able to run the football soundly and then turn around and, and take shots and, and hopefully dice apart this um, this secondary. So I don't think it'll be like a three yards pile of dust type game. I think this is my key to the game to set up the pass really well. Yeah, I, I hope I hope they lean on the run game. I, I'll say this. Uh, the Steelers aren't a good defense. Like yep. they're, they're, they're just not. But they do average two takeaways a game. You know, so when I look at this game, I think if the Ravens just don't hurt themselves, they're probably going to be in good position to win the game because they don't score offensively. They scored like like one of the games they won. They're only two and two. One of the games they won, they had two defensive touchdowns and still barely beat the Browns. So I look at like as long as my key to the game is don't turn the ball over. Punting mm-hmm. is absolutely okay. Because I think the only way the Steelers stay in this game is if the Ravens turn it over and set up their offense for a short field, and maybe then they can punch it in and get seven. If this, if the Steelers have to consistently go 75, 80 yards every drive, there's no chance they're putting up points. Like they, they might get in field goal range, but they're not consistently driving 75 yards and getting touchdowns against this defense. They're just not doing it. Kenny Pickett's not playing well enough. The offensive line isn't blocking well enough. It, it, I just... I think it is even punting is fine. I would be more than happy if if they if they go out and they just play. I wouldn't say conservative, but don't take any risks with the ball. Put the ball in the chest of the running back. No flipping the ball to the running back. If the throw isn't there, let's not try and squeeze it in because literally chances don't need to be taken. These guys just they're just not good enough to beat us unless we help them beat us. Uh, and then Rashad Bateman, to me, is my breakout player, only because he has not done it yet this year. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're going to use this. They know that the, the attention that Zay's going to be getting. OBJ, obviously, because of his name. I think Bateman's just going to be the guy that flies lowest under the radar. And for that reason, I think Munkin has a package for him. I think he gets five catches and a tutty this weekend. I like it. I've been waiting for him to to have that game. Like you said, it's just a numbers game at this point. I hope it happens. Uh, so, you know, you're right. My breakout player of the game, uh, for this one is, is old Gus Edwards. And I think it just goes back to what I said about the leaning on the rush attack early. I think he's going to be successful at that. And I think he's, uh, you know, him and him, TJ Watt might be the best UFC fighter in the NFL. But, uh, I think if he has old Gus Edwards coming at him 18 times a game, it's, it's just going to get tiring. Mm -hmm. Uh, so Sean Fisker says at the end of the game, did you already read this? Sorry. No. No. Yeah, uh, at the end of the day, you play who play. Ravens mm-hmm. keep this train rolling. That's right. You're yeah. absolutely right. I mean, you can only play who's on your schedule. You can only play who's on the field. Because plus, trust me, how many teams have benefited from a banged up Ravens team year after year after year? Hey, you heard Joey B spouting off about our throw for whatever. What was a 450 oh, yeah. or something? 500 yards, dude. Against no one, 
No one. What you just got signed? Yeah, go on a podcast now, Joey. Yeah. Like anyway, we're not here to talk about the. He's not bragging anymore, is he? Yeah, yeah. Go sit on the Yelk Boys or whatever the frick that podcast is called. I don't remember any teams apologizing for beating the Ravens when they were hurt. Do you? No. This is the pros. Mm -mm. So get over it. Yeah, I'm uh, okay but, with. Uh, I, I look. I'm not. I'm not mad at all that they're facing their third straight backup quarterback. Not mad at all. And, nope. and look, to Chris's point, he's right. I'm glad we played the Texans in Week One because that looks like a team that's going to continue to get better. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm happy with how the schedule laid out in some degree. But uh, uh, yeah, let me get back into. Uh, yeah, let's the, switch it up. Yeah, this this other side of the ball here. We got to talk about this Steelers offense. Going up against this vaunted Jimbo, and I mean vaunted Ravens defense that is just pl- playing absolutely no games. I, you know what? I just love me some Roquan Smith. Like that guy is every GM, every head coach, and every fan's perfect player. Like this guy mm-hmm. lives, breathes, and sleeps football. I love his respect for you know the history of the game the history of the rivalry between this two these two teams i love that he 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 says look i'm proud to be a raven and i know that you're not truly a raven until you've beaten the steelers and certainly beating them in their house helps so i love that i love his mentality of look when we go to your house we're coming to beat you in front of your wife and kids i love that i love that i think he's bringing such like swagger and and toughness and and confidence to this defense that I think it's going to be a long afternoon for the squealers here, Jimbo. Of course, you got to keep your eyes on some guys. George Pickens is a talented 50-50 ball guy. Calvin Austin will take the roof off the defense, and he has seemingly has a bone to pick with the Ravens uh, because they passed on him in the draft. And then your guy, Najee Harris. Look, he's still going to get a lot of opportunities, so you got to you got to you know keep your eye on him. But Jimbo, I have just. I have been so unimpressed with Kenny Pickett this year. And look, mm-hmm. I, I agree. I don't think Matt Canada does a good job of connecting with his players, which is, by the way, a huge part of the job. I don't care how good a coach you are. If you can't relate and connect to your players, they're not going to listen to a damn thing you have to say. But I, I, So I don't know if it's Canada or if it's – I think just Kenny Pickett's just a backup in starters' clothing right now. But what do you see as a way they could – like, do you see any avenue, unless there's like a, a catastrophic issue with injuries at the start of this game? Like, how what how can the Steelers take advantage and, and maybe move the ball and score some points? Well, yeah, if you're specifically talking, it's got to be short fields. It really comes back to their defense. If they can, if Lamar fumbles the ball a couple times, or mm-hmm. you know, we we you know, we turn the ball ball over, you know, via interception or, or something of that nature. I think that's the way that their offense takes advantage of even then in the red zone. What's it like? 6.8% we're allowing touchdowns. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. And we're scoring 80% on our red zones. Yeah. So I think it's a difficult day for Kenny Pickett. I'm obviously Ravens fan, but I don't know if I see a, a way that he can have ultimate success. I, I guess the only thing I can say is that the guys up front have got a block better than the defensive line can, can, you know, he's got to win their matchups and the wide receivers got to win their matchups. Other than that, there's really no other way. I don't think Kenny Pickett's going to beat you by himself. Uh, and so he's definitely no Lamar Jackson that way where Lamar can, can do things when nothing else is working. So I, I really think that that's it. Um, I could be maybe naive or arrogant here. And I know every week is a, is a, uh, is NFL team and anything can happen. But if we just take care of the football, we win this foot football game. And speaking of our defense versus their offense, we certainly will dominate that matchup. Uh, I, did you give your, your, no, you didn't yet. Go ahead. 
Yeah, my defensive key is just no yeah. big plays. I, I don't see this this offense for the Steelers being able to put together a 10-12 play drive that again spans 70, 75 yards. I just don't I don't see Kenny Pickett making the correct decisions, the uh, a good enough throws. I don't see the offensive line holding up and blocking for the run game or the pass long enough to sustain that type of drive. So to me, the only way they score is either short fields, which I covered in my offensive key, yep. or big plays, which is now my defensive key. Can't give up big plays. Can't let Calvin Austin run by you. Can't let George Pickens win a 50-50 ball, which we've seen him do against the Ravens in the past, even with Marlon Humphrey out there. You just can't, you got to limit the big plays. And look, I know Najee Harris, we bash him a lot, mainly because uh, he seemingly always, we see him get compared to Gus and we're Gus guys. Mm -hmm. But Chris is right. Najee does lead the league in 15-plus yard runs. And that's a big play to me. So yeah. to me, it's all about limiting big plays, both on the ground and through the air. I just can't imagine they can put together a 10, 15 play drive. So they have to do it with chunks. Limit the chunks, Jimbo. I couldn't agree more, Glenn. And who's your breakout player? It's Roquan. I mean, this guy's going to have a, this guy's going to have 15 tackles, Jimbo. He's going to break up a couple passes. He's going to absolutely, not only is he going to sack Kenny Pickett, he's going to, he's going to drive him into the dirt with his sack. I mean, it's going to be love bad. It. Yeah. I love it. Well, I'm going to start with my breakout player uh, before my key because I think it's his running mate. I think after, man, I'll tell you what, when I heard PQ and I saw the look in his face about what Tomlin said to him, ooh, oh, disrespectful. Yeah, man. Disrespectful. And let me tell you what, he's going to come out there high flying and physical. And uh, I think he shows out this game and looks over like at it. Tomlin, you know, and gives him a little bit of love, if you will. Uh, as my player of the game, my defensive player of the game. And I've said this one before too, and it bears repeating. Make them one dimensional. What I mean by that is they're, you know, they're they're having issues in the O-line. Left tackle is going to be out. They're putting the young guy over there, like uh Chris mentioned. I think, you know, they're starting tight end this out. I think by default, they're gonna try and run the football a lot. Mm -hmm. And guess what? That's okay with me because it's not gonna work out. But if you make if you stop the run and make them start to pass. It's going to be a long, long day mm -hmm. for one Kenny Pickett. Um, he's certainly going to How are they going to run the ball? I, I just don't see how. But they I just run don't the know how they can do run. anything else. I think that's their only way, yeah. right? Is if you look at where their playmakers are, mm -hmm. right? And what their offensive line, this young offensive line, can do, I think that's the only way where they have a potential to win their matchups is by being in a run heavy offense. I just don't see it any other way. Yeah, that's a lot to ask because, man, Broderick's playing out of his mind. Meta BK, Travis Jones is playing so well. And, mm -hmm. I mean, Clowney has been absolute. Like, if you just look at all, like, the edge rankings, it's, like, so crazy to see Clowney just up there with all those names that you're traditionally used to seeing up there. And then Clowney's up there. I love seeing that Ravens uh, emblem right next to him there. It, it, it's awesome. But if him, Van Noy continues to, to – to, I'm certainly, you know – learn the playbook more. I'm sure he's going to build his role as the season goes, even mm -hmm. with, even when Adafi Owe comes back, I still think Van Noy is going to be a huge, huge piece going forward. Uh, but I just, I just can't see how they run against this front seven. Uh, and even to some degree, you know, with the, the help you get from the secondary, I just, I don't see how they do it. And yeah, I, I have no faith that Kenny Pickett can beat us. So again, don't help them on offense and stop the big play. I think this is going to be a good one, but Jimbo, it's about that time. Let's do it. Uh, we got to do our fan and inner show competition for the week. And if you guys are new to the channel 
every week we have a series of over-unders that we uh, have to predict. And whoever correctly predicts the most over-unders or wins the tiebreaker at the end wins the show competition. Uh, Of course, we have our inner inner competition as well as our our fan competition. Uh, So if you guys want to participate, simply wait for this live to be over and put your predictions in the comments below or message us in one of the uh, social media handles above my head, all your answers. And uh, yeah, that's how you answer. And if you win, you get a free, you get a free shirt or a free hoodie. That's pretty easy. Right. Uh, And Um, one thing I will say is that as always, this competition is brought to you by mm -hmm. our sponsor, bet us. Uh, BetUS is the OG when it comes to sports bet gambling. There's all kinds of impo- in, in impersonators, imposters. There you go. Mm-hmm. But don't get it twisted. BetUS is the place to go. Use the promo code 410 or use the link in the description that DK has so graciously placed there. Um, and get a 125% match up to $2,500. Go bet on the game this weekend because I'm going to bet. I don't know what the line is. I'm willing to bet that it's closer than it's going to be mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because it's Raven Steelers and this, that, and the other. But guess what, ladies and gentlemen, history out the window this week is Lamar Jackson and the Ravens offense and defense around some serious dominance. So check out BetUS. Help us out here at the show. Make yourself some money. It's a, what does Michael Scott say? It's a win, 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 win. Win. Situation. That fourth win, yeah. baby. That's yeah. Right. A four win situation, ladies and gentlemen. So go check it out. Uh, all right, let's get right into it, DK. What do we got? What do we got? All right. Over under number one, Lamar Jackson yards per passing attempt, 8.0. His average on the season is 7.6. All right, Glenn, I'll tell Mm -hmm. you know I'm going over on this one. Uh, I think DK is doing the same. Where are you going? Yeah, I'm going over as well. There's been a lot of short passes this year. I think we start to see them kind of hit people in the intermediate to deep range a little more often. So I'm going to say over. I like it. I like it. We all agree on this one. Let's move forward. What's the next one? Okay, over under Mark Andrews targets four and a half, five targets last week. All right, so I'm going over, and I think this is where we disagree. We disagree. Yep. Um, I think Mark Andrews' uh, role continues to not improve. What's the word? Evolve. Evolve? No. He gets it continues to increase okay. within the okay. offense. I think it kind of got off to a slow start, the injury, all that stuff. But yep. Mark's back, baby. Mark's getting more than four and a half targets. Book it. Well, look, I think he gets four. So I'm going to say and under. One a quarter. OBJ's back. Bateman's back. Nelson's still there doing his thing. I, I think there's just too many mouths to feed to get Mark more than four. And let's keep in mind, I think he's going to – See a lot of Minka, and I know Minka hasn't, you know, looked like the maybe the Minka that we're we're, we're used to seeing. But I think Minka is going to be in charge of Mark Andrews, and for that reason, we'll take the easier options, which I think will be plentiful. And so Mark will end up with just four. And DK agrees with me for those exact reasons. <laughs> mm. Oh, I can't wait till Sunday. I can't believe you guys. I can't wait. Mark we're Andrews. talking three in a row, baby. Uh, no, three in a row, right? Andrews. All right, let's go to the defense. Shout out Lisa Ann in the chat. Yeah, you guys keep riding. Go ahead. That's right. Over under number three. This is the de- there's offensive and defensive. There's you know two and two. So first defense one. Roquan Smith passes defended one and a half passes defended two last week. Mm-hmm. Glenn, what say you, sir? 
You know, I'm going to say under. I think he gets one. And the reason I say under is Pat Fryermuth isn't playing. So I think the middle of the field isn't going to be attacked quite as much as you would with Pat in there. Mm -hmm. I think they're going to try and get the ball out quick to the edges. And so for that reason, I just didn't think he'll have the opportunity to break up. But I do think he gets one. So I say under. Yeah, I like your rationale. Originally, I, I was going to – when I saw it at first, I thought over. I was like, you know what, over because it's Kenny Pickett. And remember mm -hmm. what happened, what, what, you know, last year with – uh Trubisky, that was why he got pulled, right? Was the the back to back interceptions essentially by PQ and then by Roquan. But I'm also Beautiful gonna say, ones, by the way. yeah, I mean, talk about displays of athleticism. But mm -hmm. um, I'm gonna say under on this one as well because I think that two's just a lot. I don't, I don't, you know, I like your rationale, but, yeah, yeah, you know, what I mean, my mind went to originally like, mm, I just think it's a lot. I just think it's mm -hmm. a lot. So I'm going with under on this one. DK well, says he says it's not a lot. All right. He says over. So this yeah. is where DK is going to get an edge right here, right? This could be his area. Yeah. Yep. Especially over me. Cause I think other, all the right. other ones we've agreed with. So, exactly. yeah. Uh, all right. And then the last one of uh, Kyle Van Noy over under one and a half tackles. He had zero last week, despite playing a pretty decent snap share uh, being as though he was only here for like four days before the game. Uh, so I got to imagine it's only going to increase. He's going to get, he's going to get two tackles. Like he, He's going to play more on the edge. I, I do think that your guy, Malik Harrison, uh, is going to do a little bit in the downs one and two, but we're going to see a lot of Kyle Van Noy on third down this week. So two tackles is what I say he gets. Yeah, I think that's a great point, Glenn. I, I also agree. I think just his load is going to is going to increase, and so I'm taking over as well, and so is DK. So we all align on this one. So we have uh, a few differences here. Obviously, the second and the third, the Mark Andrews one and the Roquan one are really where – the winning is going to be done. Now, if somehow, which I think at least between us internally, it, I don't think he can be a tie after the four, but if it is, whether it's us internally or also um, mm -hmm. you guys, you know, that are submitting your guesses, uh, the first tiebreaker is the total score uh, set at 38 points for the over under. Uh, and uh, I went over here. I think the Ravens get a dominant victory. I think there's a chance the Ravens put up 38 points themselves. Uh, in this game. So I'm going over uh, Ravens get the win. Uh, what about you, Glenn? Yeah, I say over as well. I think the Ravens win pretty handily. I got them winning 28, 13, which would put it at 41 as the total. I think this game is over. This could be another scenario where we see Tyler Huntley. Mm, we saw him last game. week. Yeah. We, we saw him last week on the road. Why That's won't true. we see him again this week? True. I think yeah. it's an inferior team. You're absolutely right. Uh, all right, let's go to the, the very last one here. Um, oh, DK is saying that this over-under for the points. Uh, sorry, DK. Um, you lost me. We'll move on to the next one and work on that later. Um, DK is saying things in the background that are way too way above my pay grade. So um, second tiebreaker is total yards to the Ravens. Closest to the pin. Uh, oh, he's one, saying he didn't make it up. He's saying he oh, pulls right, the, it from Caesars Sportsbook. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, yeah, the the over under is from yeah Caesar Sportsbook. So DK's got some got some juice behind these predictions. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. um, wins. <laughs> That's right. Uh, all right, let's go to the last one here. If after all that, there's still a tie. The second tiebreaker is the closest to the pin, and is the total yards for the Ravens. Uh, and uh, I'm gonna let you guys know that I have the highest amount at 325 for the Baltimore Ravens, and I already know that if it comes to this, I'm gonna win because there's no way the Ravens are going way under the Steelers average offensively 
Uh, so, Glenn, what do you got? I got 305. I think some of this, I mean, look, you got to count, account for the short fields that they may be in for. And that's where I think, I think they, they move the ball fine, but I don't think they get a full, uh, a full amount of long fields because I think they'll be set up by the defense. So I'm going to say uh, 305, and it looks like DK's finally coming back to earth on his yardage predictions. He says 275. Uh, he's the low man this week, interestingly enough. Shocker. Um, Hey, I wonder, uh, was it, I think it was Robert or Rob TV um, and Don C bring out the fact, isn't it crazy that how long is it? I think it's been since Ryan Shazier that the Steelers have had a decent middle linebacker. Like I that know, is man. just, isn't that crazy to think about? Crazy. Like that's a long time ago now. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's wild. Like the Steelers, I mean, you gotta have a, you gotta have a linebacker Steelers. Yeah. Reggie Bush is a fa- is a bust. Dude. Reggie Bush, Devin, Devin. Devin, Devin Bush, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Reggie would not like me confusing the two of them. Sorry, Reggie. Um, but yeah, folks, make sure you put your submissions in. Make sure you check out BetUS. I'm mm-hmm. so excited for this weekend. Have yourself a weekend. Enjoy the games ahead of us. Mm-hmm. Soak it all in. And don't uh, forget to come back here right after the right game. After we will be here to commiserate, but most likely to celebrate. Yeah. Or we will be here. That's all for us tonight, folks. And we'll talk to you soon. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.